I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Escaping Kerberos, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce, and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. This is Amy, and she's joined today by the hairy thing that howls at the moon. Me. I was going to say Me. I had to be See? the other way around this week. I, I, I swapped it round because I'm hairy. Thanks for listening, guys. GG. Well played. Bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode two of series two tooth and claw lots of two twos <laughs> lots of twos written by russell t davies and aired on the 22nd of april 2006 amy what were you doing on that day i don't know probably watching doctor who <laughs> correct answer you move on to the next round otherwise i have no idea probably <laughs> at school wait what day was it and it was a saturday wasn't okay, it okay so i wasn't at school then Probably relishing the fact that I wasn't at school. <laughs> I was probably doing ballet class like a mm. big dork and getting Probs. excited for Doctor Who that I usually missed because I was rubbish. Actually, I had, to say I that. I had a drama class at like five o'clock. We were in primary school, weren't we still? Because it was April 2006. Yes, we were in year six. Yeah, so this was the year that we... No, this we would have been in year five. No, we were year six. No, we started year six in 2006. No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. I'm sure we did. No, we didn't. We must have done. No. Nope. Because for the, I for always... The, for the, for the, for the second half of the academic year, we matched the year to our, like, school year. So we left secondary school in 2011, when we were year 11. Did we? So it's January to June, July, which is when we're, we were that year. So yeah, we'd have been year six. We were just about to go to secondary school. I knew it was one of the ways round. I couldn't remember whether we started it's, the year in the year that matched no, or you ended, ended the year, year in, the in the year that matched. Which is always really helpful unless you can't fun remember Fun fact like me. about us. Yeah, fun we, fact we did about that. us. If you were born in the latter... No, if you were born if you were between born in, September 94 and August 95, you your school year mm-hmm. matched the year you were in. And if you were born in the the next academic year, the first half of your academic year match the year you were born mm-hmm. let us know in the comments what year you were born this and also is really dull the, the numbers on the front of your card and the three numbers on the back and the expiration date don't do and then not I can, do then that. i can buy loads of v-books and floss my way to victory right mate if you're gonna get people's Fortnite. card details on the internet buy something better than e-bucks jesus it's, christ it's v-bucks you normie oh, okay whatever then <laughs> that's what Should i mean we... you need to buy something that's actually better uh, cod points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's cool, you know the amount cool of cases majuties. that you would buy with other people. Oh my god! I could buy details. CS cases. Let's buy CS cases. No, anyway, let's not. Let's take a trip to Scotland in 1879, and we're just going to talk about the uh, the pre-title, the cold open. Oh yeah. Of the these monks making their way to the hoose. The hoose. And Loose you have the hoose. you have uh, matey there getting all big for his breeches and slapping a boot his bagpipe. I'm not going to do that. No, please uh, don't. 
<laughs> just in uh, simultaneously insult every Scottish person who's on this podcast. I apologise if you're Scottish. I've lost Scottish friends, it's fine. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the excuse we all make. Um, and he's like, we'll, have, we'll take the house. And then they do the little punching thing. And it seems to be that most of the budget went on, let's get some slow-mo cameras to do some <laughs> flippy stuff, which... <laughs> Honestly, right? Because you you were saying as we were watching this that it's kind of like what 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 is this for? Is this yeah? I was like, like, what's the point of this open? Like, I get that it kind of like sets. I say sets. It establishes the the badassery of these monks. But like, was it needed? Probably not. But the difference is like the 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 reason why I remember this opening so much is because it was used very heavily in the marketing for series two so like, oh, let's get it? one really cool shot the slow-mo of them flying over the uh, the the group of blokes with their with their two by fours and Buttons I don't know lead and pipes and whatever they had whatever what junk else. they were trying to take on these slapheads with uh, we're just going to use that in all of the marketing like mm. that is so prevalent through the marketing was that that episode because it was like it was another like obviously classic a, a vintage setting a past setting yeah that we hadn't seen i'm trying to i want to say uh unquiet dead like that far back obviously we have the 1980s in father's day in series mm. one we had the blitz but the blitz is still quite modern isn't it like, yeah realistically because i mean it's when still was a very modern world 1879 so which to be fair wasn't too far it's 150 years ago yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a, lot, it's a lot less modern than the Blitz. But... Number of Pokemon years old. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> For God's sake. It's all video game references today. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was all done to just be like, look, we've, we've, got a, we've, we've obviously got a bigger budget because yeah, Series 1 was series a success. One did so, well. so they're going to go, okay, it's working. People seem to like it. You've recast a doctor. Let's go. Let's, let's lean into this all the way. Mm-hmm. Let's give you a bit more budget. We're not going to give you like Game of Thrones budget. We'll give you a good budget. Mm. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this thing where we have flippy bald guys and so on and flippy so forth. Flippy bald guys. And then we'll but, reveal I mean, the big monster, and then there's a scream. And that it was just kind of like, yeah. I feel like the sort of what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like the fear factor would have been so much higher had they just kind of come in. And wiped the men out without any kind of like physical exertion, if that makes sense. So like, you or know, is the in fact that they physical exertion to... isn't represented? Like they don't they don't show it off with a bunch yeah. of flair. They yeah, just yeah. literally silently show that this yeah. is like these guys this are strong. Happening. Like they don't do all the weird flippy monk jujitsu rubbish that like they so plainly put in the because I was just kind of like this isn't Doctor Who. Like, the reason we're here is to see the werewolf. It's not to see these monks in their bright orange banana suits flipping around and... I mean, if it's if a banana, it'd be yellow. Oh, shut up, okay? <laughs> you never heard of orange bananas? Okay, in their bright orange orange suits, then. <laughs> but they're not round. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they are whatever fruit they happen to be they can be whatever fruit they like um <laughs> that you, it just it just didn't feel very doctor who like i feel like if they'd have come and silently shown not even shown but like you know how in some instances they'll show like shadows moving off to the side and you can just kind of hear like screams in the background or whatnot or like you know grunts of like a fight i feel like if they'd have just kind of shown a bit of that and then like the monks just kind of sweeping through all these like knocked out people and then the scene where they put them all in the basement with the wolf thing it would have been just a little bit more sort of like in tune with doctor who and a little bit more believable because i sort of don't really believe that these monk people were like actually like kind of tangible yeah i mean obviously i get that monks exist in a lot of like you know jujitsu they do some they do some serious martial arts but yeah, like these yeah. guys seem a bit much but it just didn't fit with the rest of the episode like the whole rest of the point of this episode was sort of because they'd formed a cult and i feel like cults don't usually practice jujitsu <laughs> as like a stand i, I mean, mean I most don't cults know. also don't cult. keep a bloke who can't brush his teeth in a cage who occasionally turns into a dog so they you know don't but I don't know. I I feel like people will agree with me. Like it just wasn't 
Doctor Who-y. It wasn't a very Doctor Who start. And I was kind of sat there watching it. Like, this could have been a little bit more creepy, a little bit more set the scary scene, instead of just, oh, this is a bit funny, actually, watching them do flips It's, it's quite peculiar, but I've, I've always really liked Tooth and Claw. Like, going back to it, it it's not an episode I've watched, like, a, a lot. lot. It's one I remember very vividly, but it's not one that I've I always go back to. I never have mm. that urge to go. Oh, I fancy watching Tooth and Claw again. But I th- the whole feel of this episode is so removed from series two and removed yeah. from Doctor Who in general. To be honest, I I feel like Tooth and Claw is like that one episode where they really try and push the boat out with how they mm-hmm. do it because you didn't really get it so much with series one because series one is series one. They just had to. They plant their feet on the ground and hope it would and hope it would work and people would, would mm-hmm. consume it and they did um whereas here they felt like okay we can we can experiment a bit and there's there's more experimenting that you will we'll see uh in the future of this series in terms of like filmmaking and, and mm. how they actually went to produce it which we'll talk about they didn't really land it for this for this next time we'll talk about later um but here they, they really try and put things across very differently and i really really like how this episode actually unfolds i enjoy and it actually. the intro yeah it is quite over the top but again it's episode two people might not have been completely uh taken in by episode one because as we said last week it's a returning villain so it yeah. is that sort of comfort food for those who mm-hmm. have come from series one either as a doctor who fan or as somebody who's new to the series and really enjoyed this first series because you don't finish one series of a show and be like, I love this beginning to end. It's amazing. I'm gonna, I, I, I will consume this for the rest of time. Um, you need to get, you know, it's, yeah. it's the, the, the harder second act or, you know, whatever. The there is a phrase around that mm, kind of. I know what thing, you mean. I can't yeah, think what yeah. it is. Um, something like that. People need so, to be hooked into carrying on watching. You can't yeah, just sort you can of get, like... you can get them in with one series and you can completely crap yourself the next. It's like going from the Simpsons series ten to series eleven. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just, it just falls off. Well, somewhere around that time. In the teens. I'm still watching it because I can't help myself. Um, and I, I just love how this begins. Yeah, then, I mean, it's not awful. Like, it's definitely not the worst open ever. The the, the idea of it being dragged into thing and the thing being revealed and then there's just a... You don't see the the, the, un, the unseen threat and then there's the scream. It's a, it's a little bit cliched, I think. Uh-huh. But... I, again, it's Doctor Who. You've got to give it a pass. It's cheesy mm-hmm. sci-fi TV. Why it's also not? 2006. It's also 2006. So, yeah, right. you know, you, it's not the kind of um, on the nose. It's not trying to be too much for drama at this point, I feel. I feel like it's trying to be entertaining and slightly lighthearted, which I think this episode does really well. Um, you see, the lighthearted thing, I think it's, it's, it's quite... Tooth and Claw as a whole is quite easy to consume mm. as a viewer but the idea that it's like light in tone I oh disagree. no not at all i just mean like elements of sort of like yeah the humor and stuff throughout it kind of is like oh yeah like there's, said, there's a lot of it's designed to be easy to consume and entertaining so i feel like that beginning bit where they like don't show you the villain and they hear the scream is very kind of classic Doctor Who. It, yeah, it is. It is. And it's so classic sort of horror, like, classic sci-fi, whatever. Yeah, like It's like saying that that would be like a, a, not a bad opening but like a sort of stereotypical opening. It's like, yeah, but it's Doctor Who, so like... I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we do the titles and we cut to uh, the Doctor and Rose and the TARDIS talking about going to see going to somewhere in 1979 talks about food. Yeah, and like a rock band or like summit or another something along those lines and then i always kind of forget that at this point in time we're still learning who tenant is and we're Mm -hmm. still exploring the relationship between him and rose and the idea that they're like so comfortable around each other in the tardis and then the the fact that they i love that shot from above the the rotor when the doctor's hammering away yeah on the uh on the console and then they both look like like lunge forwards and then fall backwards and then just start laughing about it mm-hmm. it's like we've seen the TARDIS send people flying you've seen it all through uh, the show in the classic era as well there's a, there's one shot in a revel- no, Resurrection of the Daleks with uh, Peter Davison where the TARDIS literally they hit I think they hit the time corridor and the, the camera just slants to 45 degrees and you've got um, the Doctor 
uh, Tegan and Turlo just like trying their best to act like the TARDIS is on its side. Yeah. <laughs> and I find that hilarious and I love that they still do that today. Yeah, I don't we've seen it much in series 12 and 13, uh, series 11 and 12 actually. Come to think mm. of it. The TARDIS feels very static. It does, doesn't it? That's that something series. that I literally just thought before you said it. It feels very glued to the floor. Like It feels the, like the a TARDIS. set. Yeah. The tar- feels like a set. Yeah, it does. The TARDIS in these series were kind of like, it was animated. It had almost like a life of its own. It felt like it was... It, it, it was the, a character. The TARDIS, yeah. Whereas now it feels like a set. They're just wandering around it, for feel, the It feels like a means there. to get from A to B. Like when mm-hmm. in very, 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 very sort of chunky jump forward like when we when we got to the ghost monument and we saw the TARDIS reappear and then everyone's really excited to see this character again and it's like oh my god we're gonna see what the inside of the new TARDIS looks like even though I think it did leak the week Mm, before I remember seeing I remember seeing it um but then after that point you don't get that feeling nah like we get we get the TARDIS sort of characterized and personified very much so in series five Mm -hmm. um but we'll get to that um but yeah, seeing seeing the Doctor and Rose like laughing about and chatting and not paying attention to their surroundings, like nineteen seventy nine, hell of the year. We do this, we do that, we do that. Oh, we're in Scotland. Yeah. They're at gunpoint. I wonder. I, I'm intrigued as to whether, in in terms of the speed between them landing, supposedly landing, and the uh, the guards seeing them. Did they think the guards saw the TARDIS land? I was wondering that because surely that would be some sort of like questionable thing if they're like where did that appear from or maybe and also probably why they'd be pointing guns at them yeah or I, I feel like sort of as I asked that question I realised maybe that wouldn't necessarily be the case because if they'd have seen it materialise they would have probably either shot them on sight or the first question they would have said is how the hell did you do that? Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't see it. Maybe, maybe they were. They maybe they. Maybe it. they kept an eye on it because it'd be a, a strange landmark to keep an eye out. They, they wouldn't know what it was. They'd be concerned in it anyway. Seeing the door open and two people walk out, they're gonna. They're gonna draw their weapons. Mm. So the thing that I also think about in this sort of beginning part is it always comes back to that kind of thing which I loved about these earlier series is that you get the sense that they've been off doing god knows whatever else in the meantime that you haven't been witness to and it yeah. gives you the sort of sense that not every journey they go on ends up like horrifying and like near-death experiency as the ones that we see almost kind of like documented if you will so it sort of feels yeah. like the the episodes that have been made are like few and far between in the Doctor and Rose's timeline, but they're the only ones we're seeing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because they seem to be a lot closer and a lot more in tune with each other as this Doctor, like, compared to New New Earth, where she was still sort of learning who he was and he was still sort of like learning who, who he was. was yeah he wasn't yeah various bits and pieces so i feel like um the jump between new new earth and now has been a while um yeah because you just get that sense of much more comfort like com- being more comfortable around each other um yeah i mean you could almost if this were any other series the idea that these two characters who would have barely met mm. uh i was Flicking the inverted commas just then, um, I just realised like no one can no see one me can do this. No one can see us. Uh, <laughs> I can. But... Like who barely met. Um, if that were in two episodes of a series and it was it was two strangers at the beginning, you think, wow, we've missed a lot. But with Doctor <laughs> Who, you don't really think about it too much because again, Rose is already. I feel like she was already feeling for the Doctor anyway. Yeah. Like Mickey makes that horrendously apparent whenever they're back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there would have been a lot that carried over, and the idea that they kind of gloss over their relationship in, in some way, they don't really hit a big like speed bump that I can recall. We might um, there might be some little hints at something later on in the series. Again, I, I know Doctor Who very well, but like not the super in- in- intricacies. Intricacies. That's yeah, my brain just went nope, not gonna not gonna <laughs> have gonna that. Say one. that word. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I I don't mind the idea. They're just like, yep, yeah, they get along, cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like you expect this. Let's let's not worry so much about the Doctor and Rose. Let's worry about that towards the end of the series. Let's worry about what they're up against. And yeah. what they're up against is the damn Scots. And <laughs> what <laughs> is it? Damn Scots! They <laughs> so they're up against Scotland. Um, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, can we take a moment 
to appreciate the elephant in the room. Uh, David Tennant is Scottish himself. I wish you could see real, my face right now because I real name one David McDonald, uh, and obviously he puts on a Scottish accent. But this isn't just David Tennant speaking in his natural tongue. This is Scottish David Tennant speaking in an English accent, speaking in a Scottish accent, and you He's- can tell <laughs> that it's not natural. You can tell there's this. He's managing to cover his accent with an accent and then try and do his own accent it's and it's like, like that's brilliant yeah he's a scot pretending to be english who is pretending to be scottish <laughs> whether that was the intention like, intention that he was meant to make it obvious that he was putting on an accent we don't know it's like the doctor can speak you know hundreds of thousands of languages we mm-hmm. know this so it's like surely speaking an accent should be second nature it's almost as if he could just turn around and go bam here's my perp- here's my perfect scottish and then david Tennant just speaks in his normal accent but either russell d davies who wrote the episode says do your actual accent or do an accent on top of your accent because think, screw you lol i no, i think it's almost because i feel like it was a real shock to those of us who were young at this age to find out that david Tennant was actually scottish because, like, when I first found out, it was like, oh, my God, David Tennant's Scottish? Because the only thing I'd seen him in was Doctor Who, so I just kind of assumed he was English. So I feel like maybe... I don't know when... I can't really remember when I found out he was Scottish, but I feel like the suspension of disbelief for people of our age was for him to put on a fake Scottish... Not a fake Scottish accent, but, like, a a more Scottish a manufactured, Scottish accent. An artificial yeah. Scottish accent, yeah. yeah. So that it sort of seemed to us like it was obviously the doctor putting on the accent and not david speaking in his kind of natural accent it's kind of like when you find out uh john barrowman's actually scottish and not american it's quite it's interesting quite hearing him speak because it's like he sounds like he's faking it but he does. he's not but it's um, like the he, but he could switch thing. between it really easily. Oh, like just the story of so the story sexier. of John Barrowman's <laughs> Scottish accent is quite sad actually because he was born in Scotland and he was born in Glasgow mm. and he moved to America and apparently the kids used to bully him for his accent. So he spoke in like a a sort of I think he says like a Bostony kind of twinge American accent and it's mm. just sort of stuck with him. Oh, so he lad. can he's literally there's a there's a clip I've just hit my microphone there. There's a clip of him uh, at is a, it on talking a panel. to his mum? He's on a panel at a, oh, yeah. at, a, at a Comic-Con or something. And he's literally there and he's talking and he's talking. And he just switches back. Then he switches back again. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, for all you all you millennials in the chat. Uh, say in the chat like I'm on Twitch. Um, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like how Tom Holland can go between British and American just at the tip of a hat. You say millennials, but isn't that more of like a... Isn't he more of a Gen Z era? Gen Z... Gen Z kids who like V bucks and flossing. We're Apparently back on the Fortnite chat. Ended in 1996, I want to say. It might um, be like late 1990. I don't know. So we are just about millennials being born the year before that. But I think so. Yeah, but yeah, uh, um, I, I I I love this. And then Rose trying to swing in with her. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have been oot and a boot. And <laughs> the doctor just like Rose, don't just, no, just, just don't. Do, it's either don't. it's like I, I'm always I'm always wonder whether it's like a you don't like it could be all three a you don't need to be putting on accent to you can just be yourself mm-hmm. b i wouldn't do that because that these people who we're looking at who are pointing guns at us might get offended and three the people who are watching who speak like this might also get offended you just go a b three i yeah been a long day folks <laughs> it has I've, I've been out of the house today i've been in a different environment so i'm like I, i'm like the david after dentist he's like is this real life <laughs> oh my god what a There's, throwback who likes 2006 memes kids Lol. well we are in 2006 so wow this is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm actually gonna check when, when, when was david was... after dentist oh my god uh you hear my keyboard clacking away yeah, in the background <laughs> david after dentist it was released in... It doesn't flipping say... Of course it doesn't. It actually doesn't have a date on it. I'm imagining it's maybe something more like 2009. It's, because... had, a, it's had 139 million views. <gasps> no way. Wait, does it not have a date in the drop-down menu of when it was published? It was published... I was just looking on Wikipedia. It was published on, in 2009. Hey, what a guess! Uh, 
But yeah, for some reason, it just... Doesn't say. It doesn't say. Maybe going back that far on YouTube, it's like, nope, I don't remember. <laughs> no. That can't have been long after YouTube became like popular. Literally Googling that, the first the first result that isn't actually the video is Joseph Gordon-Levitt re- recreates David After Dentist on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, it's for like, God's sake. America! Heck yeah! <laughs> Gonna do weird stuff on the late shows, America! Okay. Yeah, uh, anyway. Moving on. Let's, let's post some favourite memes I just want to point out one below. thing about David Tennant with a fake English, fake Scottish accent. I still want to do him. <laughs> There's one. That's what I want to point out. Um, so, yeah. We, Wait, uh, was that actually it? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I hate you. <laughs> There's another point in the episode when he puts his glasses on and we were downstairs Oh yeah, there's it. the shot of him properly putting his glasses on and it's this just a case of... <laughs> and, and it's just... Literally. Off, off we go. I uh, I was getting a drink and I turned around and just see this shot of him like suddenly, suddenly I'm there like dribbling in. it down my top and it's like, oh David, look, a wet t-shirt competition. How <laughs> did I'm this happen? climbing over the sofa and I just go... <laughs> so... As said, people have asked the question, is this podcast going to be us simping over David Tennant for three series? The answer yes. to that is yes. Always. It will be. Forever. David, please love us. He's uh, so much more beautiful in like getting older as well, though. Like, don't get me wrong, he's just, he was, he's, he was he's pretty. When aging he was like a age. goddamn fine wine, but man. Jesus Christ, with like a bit Ooh. of stubble and the longer hair. Oh. He, he, did a, he did a film uh, a couple of years ago, because I remember sending this to our friend Hannah, um, he did a film where I think he was involved with, I want to say it was a gay couple, mm. but it was two women, mm-hmm. uh, or a lesbian couple, or I mean, still a gay couple. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how it would be usually referred to, but anyway. Um, and I think one of them was play, uh, one of the these two women was portrayed by the woman who played is it Eve Draper in Hot Fuzz? I have no idea. The the, the the young girl with a weird laugh who gets beheaded. No idea. The last time I watched Hot Fuzz was probably like four years ago. I need to fix that. Yeah, no. But anyway, in that film, Tennant is there and he's like, in his, uh, he's got like a denim jacket on. He's got his hair up as normal, but he's got like a beard as well. He's oh. like the sort of, you know, the sort of <laughs> late 40s, 50s, like sort of older man hipster that hasn't mm. gone grey yet and it's just like I remember seeing that picture come up it must have just come up on Twitter or something yeah. and I just sent it to my friend like I think my ovaries exploded <laughs> <laughs> oh good grief legit it's like but yeah he, he's, he's like, a fine wine uh, when you watch clips of him on like Graham Norton and I'm just like oh my god <gasps> it's just seeing him in this he's so goddamn young I know but you know, actually, beautiful. just just to just to keep this com- keep this specific conversation on going on as well. Somebody else who is aging like a fine wine. That's Billy Piper. Yeah, that's true. She is well, somehow she even is more she gorgeous. The one in I hate Susie. Is that what you yeah. said? That's not been received very well, has it? I don't think. I've heard really good things. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't watched it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Last time I looked at it, looked at it, I'd seen it was being received really well. Oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe I read wrong. Then I don't know. Anyway, what 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 are you laughing at? I still have the David After Dentist Google page open, oh, and sake. for some reason Google are like, "Hey, do you want to?" There's audience reviews. Oh no! Like, how can you have audience audience, audience reviews for a YouTube video? And somebody put best fap of my life, <laughs> although I may have nutted myself to the point of sterilization. Would recommend ten what? out of ten. Thank you, Google, for distracting my doctor conversation with somebody sterilizing themselves with an extremely successful fat. Oh my god! Thank you, Google. Right, and don't Google David at the dentist, the kids. Conversation. It's... <laughs> Speaking of track. fapping yourself sterile, let's talk about David Tennant again. Um... <laughs> let's get back to Doctor Who. Christ alive! Uh, that's another T-shirt for the store. I fat myself. I, I fat myself, myself sterile. sterilization. And all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Fat and... myself sterile and lunched in an egg. <laughs> I, just, I thought you said lunched in a egg just then, <laughs> not lunched, lunched in an egg. In an egg. I lunched in an egg, which means I just I sat in an egg and I ate. 
The, I the fucked egg. myself sterile and lunched in an egg. God, what is every, happening? Every goddamn time we do this podcast, we slowly descend into more and more insanity. Maybe I it's not the podcast. Maybe it's just lockdown. Maybe it's maybe, us. Maybe, maybe now things are starting to... Like, I made the realisation the other day that, like, this time last year was like really busy for me like hella mm-hmm. busy there was yeah. loads of stuff going on we had weddings i had egx oh, yeah. i went to that was literally like a year ago uh the other day mm-hmm. which is disgraceful and also um, it was kind of like a year ago sort of this time that we started finding out that coronavirus was like a thing was kind of going but on we yeah. all didn't think that it would be like that serious so so now is like <laughs> sorry past friends, friends have had so now that like friends have had their first wedding anniversary and it's like people saying hey i met you a year ago today at egx yeah. and then it's like that was a year ago yeah oh god oh, and like no. that 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 really hit me that properly made me feel really really mm-hmm. sad i just can like, say oh, just from this year is nothing's happened just uh just from my own excuse me side of the story okay yes i'm fine um i would just like to uh say that like as a as a personal opinion this isn't the same for everyone but my life has come on leaps and bounds from where i was last year (laughs) like that's not to be well isn't that nice for you that's not to be a dick to those who haven't but i'm just really (laughs) pleased that i'm in a much better place than i was last year i've got a better job uh thanks to lockdown losing me my other one with absolute assholes um i now actually can bake for here first, folks. Uh, yeah and uh, yeah it's great so thanks lockdown <laughs> you did me but a speaking, solid you know speaking of people who aren't, aren't having a good time uh the people at the the, the house at torchwood house <laughs> at torchwood house who are being sort of uh, everyone apart from the lord of the manor have been locked down in the cellar and the lord of the manor has to say oh my my, my wife has gone to edinburgh and everyone else is um and she's taken the cook gone and she's taken the cook cash it's like sure i think lord of the manor sus right <laughs> check about the air that's what the kids say <laughs> i vote him um And the queen just goes along with it. She's like, yeah, whatever. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I I love this. I love this idea that Victoria, because, you know, I'm not like a... Uh, an expert on Victorian Britain, but I never would have seen Queen Victoria as this like super laid back, like yeah, whatever kind of mm. person. I've always pictured her as this very stubborn, stuck up, like not necessarily like asshole of a woman, but mm. like someone who's incredibly strict, incredibly precise, and is very very specific in what she does. Yeah. So the idea of like something like this going different, this oh look, we've got a bunch of slapheads working for me now, and everyone else has gone, like. I, I would have thought that the, the real Queen Victoria would have gone, you know what? No. No. I'm actually, not amused. I don't I, think so. Drive a ride on and just just keep going. Yeah. But alas, I actually really no. like the way they portrayed her in this. 
Um, oh, I love it. It's play, uh, she is played uh, by Pauline Collins. All right. Who appeared in Doctor Who prior, actually, and apparently was offered the part of a companion, but she declined. Oh, fair. She was in... Let me just d- double-check this for your classic Who nerds in the, uh, in the chat. She in the was chat. in The Faceless Ones, which was uh, broadcast in 1967 with uh, Patrick Troughton. Fair enough. And it's mostly missing, which is oh. fun. That's a shame. But yeah. She, I, I, I think she's fantastic. Like the one thing that the early series do so well is cast these mm. historical figures. It's something that Doctor Who does pretty damn well overall. Yeah, really. I mean, not, even I, I, if <sighs> even up to the most recent series with Rosa Parks, I think they cast her really. Rosa well. Parks and Nikola Tesla. Yeah, exactly. And then there's um, oh god, there are like fifteen people in bloody Spyfall as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. I can't remember what her name was. It was like her day the other day. I can't think of <laughs> it. was all over Twitter and I can't remember what it was. Ada Lovelace? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ada Lovelace. It just came back to me. Yeah, that. Um, they do really well for this because we had a Charles Dickens in episode three. <clears throat> Excuse me. In, a, in series one. And now we've got Queen Victoria. Why not? Let's just up the stakes. That's why I tend to use the titles kicked in and I thought, is this a Gators episode? I'm, I'm, I'm sniffing a bit of Gators here. But no, it was Russell. No, it was Russell. Yeah, no, I but think yeah. they cast her really well because I turned to you halfway through, didn't I? And I was like, they've they've done a really good job at casting Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the way she was written as well is, like you said, is pretty good because like you expect her to be just kind of like this stuck up, like I'm not doing anything to do with this, just leave me be. Um, when in actual fact, she's really willing to kind of get stuck into, as much as she's not willing to get stuck into the sort of, as she would put it, nonsense of it all. Um, yeah she does get sort of stuck into the idea of the stories and she's obviously sat at dinner with them and is like oh you know tell us tell us about these stories and whatnot um and uh yeah she's the whole time when she's sort of like because for some reason i always thought that i recalled that she said the not amused line at the end as like a little bit of a almost like a tidbit throw to rose kind of like hey yeah look i finally said it you got your 10 pounds but um, it's like yeah i i, I hate actually... you both i'm going to banish you but also let's have a little bit of banter yeah <laughs> like but why not i don't know whether she actually intends it to be banterous or whether they just kind of make it seem banterous by the fact that rose and the doctor are like hey, hey i got me 10 pounds um because she doesn't smirk or anything like at all, but you almost get the flash of laughter behind her eyes that says like, "Yeah, I'm yeah, saying this because you've been I trying think, to get me to say it." For I'm trying to think episode. of that, the order of that. I know we've literally just watched it, but like, does she say, "I am not amused"? They do their thing, and then she says, "I banish you." Uh, I think she does. Y- no, so she says. So I think what happens is she knights them both. They stand up, and then she says. Um, and now I banish you. And then they're like, wait, what? And then she goes, and I am not amused, not in the slightest. And then Rose sort of turns and is like, oh my God, yeah. And then she's like, she goes on that spiel about how, you know, they enjoy everything too much and how they sort of question, she questions how long they can live yeah. in this thing. I'm not sure. I can't quite no, remember. I have just double checked very quickly there. And she says, uh, I'm not amused. And then she says, I banished you. Right. So maybe there is like an essence of banter there. But maybe, just maybe, she was trying, that she was she was testing them, like a trial of character. Yeah. So to she see was... if in the heat of everything, they would just drop everything and take, like, and just not make things seriously. Like she's seen them take things like really seriously. There are deaths on the line that she sees the doctor switch back into, I'm not going to take the piss anymore mode. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay. Okay, how how like usable Serious. will you be to the empire? Like how how beneficial would you be? Are you just going to be jesters about the whole thing? And she because she says like you gallivant about the stars and think it's fun, mm-hmm. or you gallivant around in danger and think it's fun. Like you you're, you're almost too unhinged. And I feel like that thing, the thing that they've been playing up on this entire time, Rose has been constantly trying to get to say, which obviously she does read that as I know you're trying to make me say yeah. it stop it of course she does um, I mean she says it like three times in the space of like two minutes right at the beginning of the episode oh you're I'm not thankful amused, that they don't get you, the, I'm thankful they don't lean into it too much yeah because that would have gotten really annoying mm-hmm. but the fact that it gets ignored for like a really good big chunk and then that reaction yeah you kind of forget Rose, about it don't you that yes is like so good I love it mm-hmm. maybe that was a judge of character maybe she did that to see how they would react to that finally happening and then if she sees them go like oh okay 
Yeah. Right? It's 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 almost like it's almost like uh, you're at school and you're pissing about in class and you try not to let the teacher see you even though you're kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't know what was she catches me. Ah, oh, yeah, screw. I'm implying female teacher. I'm thinking about year six mm-hmm. and my my year six teacher. Um, and then you do get caught and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, borderline crying. Yeah. It's like maybe she was hoping for that kind of response. Maybe what if the doctor and Rose did sort of go, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, mum. Like really, like do you think she would have maybe gone? Okay. No. Don't do it again. No. Slapped I wrists. Think, I think she's. I think the way she turns on them was like she was fully kind of like intended to do that from a good point through because like yes they saved her life and yes they were like thingy but the whole time she was observing them and especially when they were trapped in that room in the middle of the house before the werewolf comes through the ceiling um they were turning to each other weren't they and rose was like but werewolf and he was like i know and i think like yeah there was no way that she because she you could see her in the background like watching them and she was like oh you know what about you, Doctor, with your accents changing and the fact that you seem to be, like, thriving on all of this, like, activity and whatnot? Um, and, yeah, so I don't think she would have considered it any different. I don't think she would have turned around and sort of said, like, okay, no, because obviously that then leads to the plot of, spoilers, Queen Victoria creating Torchwood. Yeah, I, that, spoilers, I mean, that is obviously, obviously that... It's, not, it's a hypothetical, because obviously, as you, you're right, the the... the, the the linear events of this or the fixed point that this happens that Torchwood begins was going to stay fixed so it, it wouldn't have changed but I'm just thinking like whether there was that as you say you see that sort of humour behind her eyes mm. like you see there is this very like stern exterior but yeah you, you see this like this inquisitive curious nature to the queen hence why she leans so much into I want to hear ghost stories I mean it could, I want to hear stories of this wolf thing I think it is on. a lot to do with like she said her husband and the fact that he was, like, so invested in everything, and obviously as sort of we opened know, her eyes to it, and it's like a, li- a link for, a link back to him for yeah. her, and obviously that that becomes a lot more tangible and a lot more physical than I think she ever realizes, because obviously, the the doings of her husband and Lord Watsit's father. Lord Watson's um, father. Sorry, Sir Robert's father. <laughs> um, they actually do lead to her being saved. Mm-hmm. But from the from this werewolf that eventually the, obviously the story just evolves into let's lock them all in a big spooky hoose and let a werewolf out on them yeah basically and I think in terms of a build up to a spooky ghost story I I love it yeah what better it is way literally to just sort of... it's just a case of hey we're in a big old Scottish house in the Highlands mm-hmm. let's just close you in give the bald guys guns and then you know good luck yeah your dog food yeah basically. and just see how things play out and like everything in that episode comes so naturally mm-hmm. like we don't have that particular point that goes right here's the big thing like boom there's the twist bam like they fixed it kind of like how new earth was like here's the cure yeah cool it's, it's also very that kind of format is very reminiscent of moffat is like um quick here's the resolution yeah what's it's kind of like um mystery 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 oh quick plot solution done and it's kind of like there's... I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly Google this to make sure that my my terminology is correct. Right. But is that what is referred to as a Deus Ex Machina? I have no idea. Um. Uh. Yeah, is a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. Right. Okay. I thought that w- I'm pretty certain that was what it was said, but I don't want to make myself sound yeah, stupid yeah. to all of the English graduates out there. Lol. Uh, I wouldn't have even known that term. So. But yeah, Deus Ex Machina. Okay. Like, so that, it's something. It's something that Mr. Moff does enjoy, yeah. and I'm dreading watching Cold War again in series seven. Mm, is that dreading the one? watching series seven? Yeah, at all. I know the one. Uh, um, the 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 Ice Warrior. Ice Warrior. Yeah. Um. But yeah. anyway. Um. Yeah, it's something that I feel, like you said, it flows really naturally. Like, when they were trapped in the big room and the Doctor's working out that the walls are mistletoe-coated, it doesn't come as, like, a giant solution to the problem, as, like, a sudden realisation. Almost like, you know, how, like, Matt Smith would be like, oh, I'm so clever, and then be like, you know... Uh, Jodie Whittaker does it as well. Yeah. Um, There's some stories where she just kind of goes, oh, yeah. and then... Reels Boom. Off exposition Don't and then there's wrong. the end like, of the story I fully enjoy like I really like Matt Smeary Matt's Smeary's 
Matt Smith's series. Matt Smith's. <laughs> That's another T-shirt. Matt Smith's. My favourite Doctor is the umpteenth Matt Smith's. Matt I really like Matt Smith's series. It's just sort of like you know series five, six, whatever. He's earlier. Five, series. six, and seven. Um, yeah. But. Um, you, I think the like Moffat's writing is really good, at, like in part, but like obviously you, he kind of suffers from what a lot of the showrunners suffer from is like over, over writing and over use over stuffing, yeah. Um, but anyway, not the point. So I I really like that scene where they're trapped in the room and the Doctor works out that everything is linked by kind of working out that there's mistletoe on the thing. But it, like you said, it happens really naturally because Rose is like, why can't I get in? Um, and then yeah. the doctor's like feeling around the walls and then um they're looking at the book and they realize that this thing fell to earth and they kind of work out where it originated from and then um everything's everything's laid there from not necessarily from the beginning well, there mean, are certain is, but... there are there are certain things that are implied early on but they they do slowly progressively give you each sort of bit of information as the story goes on yeah as said they don't do a deus ex machina it's like boom here's the solution mm-hmm. to everything but they kind of they, they they gradually put things onto your back they yeah. don't just go here's a wheelbarrow full of stuff you need to try and remember mm-hmm. and go from there it all falls naturally into place and you can very easily follow the story which is something I find with some Doctor Who episodes is I will literally be watching the whole episode and I will not have a clue what's going on until they do the really smart monologue right at the end that explains everything and I'm like oh um, it's it's the worst feeling with, with Doctor Who and not you know unfortunately for, for Chibnall's era there's a lot of stories where you sit there and it's like okay mm-hmm. okay 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 and it goes on and on and on and on it's like am i gonna know now no am i gonna know now i'm trying to think of a very because there's 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 one example from series 11 or 12 that i had that feeling through the whole goddamn thing i think i I know what you're on about but i can't remember what episode it It is it might it might i can't remember though whether my reaction to the end of it was positive or negative because i'm thinking it could be um What's it called? I mean, we definitely uh, know it's not Orphan 55. It Takes You but... Away. It Takes You Away was one that Which I think fell. That? The frog. The solid <laughs> the one that The one that ended with literally the like... Frog. Literally, the, the, fart, the farting monster from Treasure Planet sits on a whoopee cushion and it's just in a, a big fart, a cacophony of fart All noises. You have That's to what say it takes you away frog, ends with. And I just know frog. exactly what you're on about. And you just laugh. Um, and then the doctor blows a kiss and walks off into the, into the whiteness. Into the it's like, cool, whatever. Uh, but then also Spyfall. I think Spyfall Part 1 was like, okay, okay, mm. okay, okay. And then just, oh God. Oh like, my God. And not even just for the twist, but just things starting to fall into place mm. it's like oh good grief like that's a good thing and as saying as sort of mentioned earlier tooth and claw is an easy episode to 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 digest but it still does a lot of like spookiness with it mm-hmm. i love we were talking about while we, while we were watching it about how you don't see masses of the um the werewolf. Uh, of the werewolf like because a because of budget mm-hmm. because the cgi as you can see is is better it's better than what we've seen it's not like incredible it's definitely but it's palatable better. like you know you can yeah. take it in and sit there and there's Again, no part it's digestible goes, oh, it's not it's janky it's not series one of once upon a time mm-hmm. i always bring that up as an example of <laughs> but if CGI, you've seen series one of once upon a time you get it <laughs> or watch any disney channel original movie yeah literally like halloween town what was it? let's well, yeah, go i was watching halloween town the other day and i was having like a proper binge of disney halloween disney plus movies. have a halloween playlist and uh the, the scene where they're riding a broomstick and they're flying away on like a, a bus going into the sky is just it is abysmal. It's funny because like <laughs> it's like it was yeah, made it's a nineteen ninety nine made for TV movie, so it's not it's not going to be great. But Halloween but Town is a fantastic movie, and like, the three movies that followed it are pretty good as well. So have you watched all of them? Yeah, now? I watched all four. Oh god. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like it, it's a tangible CGI and the the fact that they do give you a lot like a lot of information that's just being implied mm. like that scene when they shut themselves in the room in the in the uh, observatory say is the best mm-hmm. way to put it and all you you have the camera just slowly rotating around the characters and all you can hear is the noise of, of the, the wolf. wolf 
there's no like building suspense because they're doing enough by just having the sound of it they can't you can't gauge where it is i'd love to watch that with like headphones on or with surround, oh, with surround on to actually so hear whether the they actually is. did produce it with i think I, I, I actually was fanning around in the, in the blu-ray menus after the thing was ended and i'm pretty certain it has 5.1 right. surround we don't have 5.1 surround system in the house we so we can't test this um but it could be the case i could try it with some headphones i don't know mm-hmm. um yeah, because I, I love that. I, I love actually, that sequence. They they play it up on like a. I was supposed to say base under siege. It's not a base under siege story, but it's it's kind of like it's just being you know trapped in a house with yeah. a threat. Because I mean, I we were it. sat eating dinner at the at the same time as watching the episode, and legit, yeah. it took me a lot longer to eat my dinner because during this scene, I was just sat there like completely still. I wasn't moving. I wasn't eating. I was like, "What's, what's going?" Because like. I, it's been a long time since I've seen this episode, and despite the fact that I know, like, who gets out alive and who doesn't, throughout the episode, I was like, wait, what happens here? Wait, what happens here? And it's kind of mm. like, I, I can't even remember the last time I watched it. So for me, it was like, I was literally just sat there and I was fully hooked into the episode, and I was just, like, not moving and not eating, and I was like, just listening to the sounds of this wolf, like, scratch around the outside of this room trying to find its way in. And it just fully hooked me. And then I realised and I was like, oh, I'm not eating. <laughs> just kind of like carried on. You heard it here first, folks. Tooth Claw managed to stop Amy eating. Hey. That, that <laughs> is how good it is. I mean, it's it's like going back to it now and, and like, as I said before, like we're watching these in a slightly more critical sense now that we're going we're gonna to spend an hour talking about it. Yeah. Um, I think Tooth and Claw is, it's... It's, it's close there. to being like an almost immaculate story because there is something that was brought up. I did it in a list not long ago, and we were talking about it as well. The 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 observatory being uh, having all of the the wood uh, varnished with mistletoe. It does lead to a plot hole where that the, wasn't the, the observatory. The, that was just the room in the middle because the observatory is the one with the telescope in it. That's what I mean. No, because you were just saying about the walls being varnished with mistletoe. That wasn't the observatory. Was it not? No, that was they were in the library. That was just a different. Was just a library? They? Oh, okay. Maybe okay. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, no, they're in, yeah, the, they're the, in the, the library. The 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 walls are, are varnished with mistletoe, and the, the the wolf can't get in, so it climbs up on the roof and comes in through the skylight. But then the wolf can still get out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, the idea of oh wait, you know, the the doors might not have been closed. It looks like the doctor tries to close them, but may not get to them in time. I don't know. Yeah, because I but turned to you and like, I went, when, yeah, but surely if you just shut it in the room, it won't be able to get out. It won't be able to get out. But then it's like also when it came into the kitchens where the the lady of the manor was Mm -hmm. it just it could barely even walk into the kitchen just being in the vicinity so the idea that it could like walk through a doorway shaped hole in something surrounded by mistletoe just doesn't seem to really work so that's one little plot hole and to be honest it it is it's kind of nitpicky because i feel like if that if the the flow of the episode went into we need to go to the library to start learning answers and we get the shot of david ten putting his glasses on just gonna bring that up again for the sake of our (laughs) collective um you know, uh, vaginal muscles. Like he would have written. Would have written I wasn't going to be so blunt <laughs> with that. Um, that it would almost like he'd written himself into a corner. So it's kind of like, eh, I can let it slide. It's the one thing that I could really like. You could really, really pick on. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, does it completely ruin where the episode goes? Does it ruin the payoff of this? Isn't a telescope? It's a light reflector, yeah. and the uh, the Koinor is the is the means of uh, defense against this wolf against this being that the 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 queen's husband and um sir robert's dad have been you know researching all yeah. these years like no it doesn't so no. and you know, i mean the thing is i feel like yes it's a plot hole do i care no nah. i said to you as well didn't i i feel like it might have been like the strength of the stuff because obviously in the kitchens it was all fresh it was all like the, the real it would have been plant. almost emitting like, yeah. that um, scent, whereas that stuff would have been the old. monks had been in there cooking up the stuff for the people to part the guards to all pass out. So I feel like that kind of it's like when you smell fresh herbs versus like dried herbs. It's like the fresh yeah. herbs will always be more like pungent and more like you know you know tangible um, than the dried stuff. And so I feel like him walking into the kitchen and not being able to be there is because the kitchen would have been full of fresh mistletoe whereas that's hence why he wasn't attacking the guards either um mm. whereas going into that room and being able to come out of it if it's just varnished on the wood it means he wouldn't have been able to get like right like he was still able to get right up to the wood as you saw in that scene with david looking down the wall like the doctor on one side and the wolf on the other um so he was still able to like 
get up to it. He just wasn't able to kind of like touch it or break in, I guess. So I think the thing of him like getting out the door, it kind of, because it wasn't closed, he was probably able to just kind of like rip past it. So I feel yeah. like it's explainable. Like it's not a huge plot hole that you think, oh God, like if they'd have actually shut him in the room and like locked the door from the other side, then yes, it would be. And it was very blatant that he broke through the door. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that would make a lot more sense for it to be like a, oh, that doesn't really yeah. work. Also, but. just as a point, you know, it can't be the observatory. It has to be the library because where he breaks through the door into the observatory, doesn't he? True. That's a good, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good point. But anyway, so... So yeah, I feel like that plot there's, hole is really big There's not much to criticize. To... I think it's 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 uh, it's kind of overlooked because no one really talks about it, mm. which is a shame. Because as said, it, it's it's a really strong story. Yeah, I mean, I don't really sort the of say, like, watch your favorite you, you, episode from series two, and no one ever goes like, oh, tooth no and one claw. ever says tooth and claw. Like the character work is interesting. You get more so from the queen, which at the end of the day is the is the the important character to really have characterized. So Robert, not so much. Like you. You know, he's you, you hot don't really, as well. Just like yeah. out. You don't really feel much for him when he gives himself up to the wolf. Um, I don't know. I feel like I felt a lot more for him than I did for Benny. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you weren't meant at all to feel for Benny. That was a complete like misfire. But um, like I think actually I do feel for him because at the beginning, although he's like I, I've sort of committed treason and whatever he's doing it for his wife like he's doing it to save his wife um and the queen and the queen obviously um so he's yes he's committed treason by lying to the queen but he did it for the right reasons and so then him trying to save his wife and escape the wolf and giving himself up to it to enable the doctor rose and the queen to get like enough time to defeat it i do feel for him i do feel like i get to know him enough in this episode to actually care for what happens to him it's definitely much more than the soldier who sacrifices himself because obviously you just you don't really know him so it's just kind of like okay sure great um yeah but i don't know i would say that i feel for him enough yeah I mean, it's, I think it's more that you just... You, it's not the kind of character you'd, like, ball for. Oh, no, but, not, like... But yeah. then again, he's only in, like, That's more what episode. I meant. I didn't mean, like, oh, I don't care about him oh, at no, all. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I he is yeah. an interesting enough character, but it's not like, say, if we got to know somebody and got to appreciate a character as much as the Queen and then they were killed off, it's like, oh, that'd be a bit different. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really, like I said, I really enjoy this episode. But they're actually... I say there are... There's one thing to, to criticise. This has just come back to me. We can criticise the wolf being able to bash through the door that was supposedly mistletoe lined can we also take a moment to discuss something i'm gonna to have to check on iplayer and check i would say check on my old dvd i don't think i've got tooth and claw on dvd i might do oh is this the thing that i uh, pointed out right at the beginning this is what we pointed out at the beginning if you've watched this dear listener recently go back and look again unless you already noticed this at the point when the queen had been introduced to the doctor and rose she was still inside her carriage there's a point when there's like a wider shot a of few. her of like behind doctor and rose and like looking into the carriage and there's a very very specific semicircle not over, semicircle ellipsis over the queen that has been brightened, brightened digitally to make sure you can see her because otherwise she'd be almost completely in shadow but it's not even like they've taken a mask of a of a some color grading and like feathered it out enough to make it not look stupid it literally looks like a perfect ellipse around the queen yeah, literally and in her just... carriage and it looks really really strange I looked at you and i went is that a, is that like a, a glitch or something and you and it was there in i every, have never ever noticed that I, in every single never. time they pulled out to the wide shot of her in the carriage talking to them it almost looked like they'd superimposed a lighter shot over the top of it or that they'd like selected the ellipse around her and just really brightened it forgot to feather it out um and it was so obvious uh, and i was like just looking at it right now on iplayer which is not the blu-ray release and yes is still it is still there okay so it must have just been in the episode and somebody just forgot to vet it it's so it's so blatant as well so if you've watched it's it's all on netflix we'll need to check on netflix as well I think the Netflix uploads are the same ones as the iPlayer ones because they're they're both. If you're watching uh, series one to four, which were not recorded in HD, um, 
they look abysmal. Right. Like they look really, really bad. Yeah. On a, on iPlayer and stuff. I'm literally just going to very quickly double check now while I can open on my screen. I want to see whether this is also the case on this on the version. Ne- what, Let's on the have a look. Because it yeah, was it was one. awfully obvious. Like I turned it's to so... you and I was like, "What is that?" Um, and it just is like, how did that slip everyone by? Surely someone in the editing someone got fired that day like surely i mean you'd hope so either that or we're the first people to ever notice it i doubt it i don't know but i mean if you noticed it lister please let us know if you're on youtube in the comments please let us know if you saw this as well and uh annoyingly like skimming through netflix is oh yeah it's there on netflix is it? all yeah. right okay so it must be skimming through that... on netflix is not as easy as i play but yeah that it's must on netflix it's obviously on the original version of the uh, the thing. I'm going to have to check my DVD version of it wow. as well. But I think the ones on iPlayer and Netflix are the DVD rips anyway. That's, uh, that's um, interesting. So yeah, that's 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 probably the only thing I could really massively criticise is why is there some horrifically bad colour grading mm-hmm. and really, really prominent masking. It's like you could have easily hidden that with a cheeky little feather. Mate, I'm not being funny. You can do better than that on paint. R- I mean, R.I.P. Paint. That's, that's pushing <laughs> I mean, it. it. Also, paint, paint never died. Paint's still there. No, it's... It- they took it off, yes, didn't it they? Nope, paint still. I thought they got rid of it. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, not R.A.P. Paint then. After the after we finish recording this, which is in literally like a, a minute, uh, we're going to sit and play paint. We're going to draw some scribbles <gasps> and then just fill in the gaps with the paint bucket tool because that's what everyone does. Yeah. Oh my god, we used to so, do that all the time. Everyone does it. Oh my everyone god. does it. I need to message if my you sister are, about If you that. if you are now thinking, oh my god, I'm going to go on paint, then either you can send us your questions about uh, next week's episode, which is school reunion. Oh, what a good episode. Sarah Jane Smith and K9 yes. returning to Doctor Who, which is awesome yes. that they just went. Do you know what series two? Screw it, Sarah Jane. Let's do it. Uh, let's get Elizabeth Sladen, the late, great Elizabeth Sladen, Woo-hoo. back in for a fantastic episode. And Anthony Head, who, again... Anthony Head. Just, uh, just aroused a lot by him in general. Yeah, but yeah. he's the silver um, fox, as they are known. He is, yes. Uh, so, yeah, send us your questions for next week, or next time, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, let's be honest, it probably won't be next week on our Last schedule. week we went go-karting, lol. <laughs> yeah, we were like, it was something hey, we're going to try and record the podcast every week. We were gifted this... Like, by your mum for our mom. birthday back in May. And no, it was like, it was Christmas. To... We got the voucher no for way. yeah, we got the voucher for Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. We had to we had, when when things started to loosen up a little bit towards the end of the summer, we thought, right, we should get this booked in just in case the voucher expires. Yeah, so the voucher and then COVID re-kicked in, in August. But, um, but they stayed open and thankfully because you're wearing like um track a track overall a boiler suit and then like a balaclava which goes over your over your nose and mouth anyway and then a helmet like and you're go-karting you're okay. around a big track where you're not near anybody 90 percent of the time and if you sneeze inside your helmet the only person who gets hit by is that you. is you <laughs> so and it was really fun it was really good fun uh, just it was really a, cool that's where that was that was where we were last yeah, week but a good excuse just as a point um, i shaved 17 send seconds us your questions send us your questions for school <laughs> reunion on uh twitter using the hashtag escaping Custerberus. the spelling is in the title of the podcast you are listening to right about now I you about can tweet them just use the hashtag world. or you can tweet them better to tweet them at who culture again you can probably see it on your screen right now at who culture hashtag escaping Custerberus if you want to have a question featured in next week's podcast and also if you're going to go to paint please tweet us your drawings uh, on paint if you make them doc who themed as well even better do it you can We're tweet gonna... them to either me or Rich individually. Yes, but... or Who Culture. Or Who Culture. Where, Amy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, they can follow me at Ames underscore Elizabeth, also on Instagram, because I post more on Instagram than I do on Twitter, but still not much on either. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeTone. Yes. So, yeah, Tooth and Claw, overlooked, what very good. What would you good. give it out of 10? I'd say an 8. Yeah. I think I think Tooth and Claw is really good. I was thinking it just more doesn't of get like the time a, of day. I was thinking almost a nine. I think like really, yeah. Okay. I think I don't like you said. I don't think there's much to criticize about it. Really, true. So I think we'll, we'll have to see how it goes when we do our ranking of the series at the end yeah. of the uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the series. But yeah, school reunion next week. Until we see you again, take care of yourselves throughout all of this stuff. Wear a mask. Don't be a pleb. I was thinking about what I could say. I could say dickhead, could say dung beetle, could say prick. Don't be all of those we'll go things. With pleb. Be good. Wear a mask. Take care of yourself. And in turn of taking care of yourself, you're taking care of other I was people say, as well. Take care of other people. In the words of Andy from Hot Fuzz, 
Don't go be a twat now. Be good. And we'll see you next week. Well, next time. Bye. Next next time. Wait, wait to piss on my goodbye, Amy. Sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, Amy. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>